I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Hey, Jules. How are you? Um, well, you know, it's been a week. So, um, yeah, for sure. It's it's officially summer, which is kind of cool. Although, is it? Um, yeah, I didn't realize that until the other day. <laughs> and um, I was told that it was summer. I'm like, wait, yes, you're right. It is summer. <laughs> I had to look up and see it on the calendar. But the weather around here would belie that. But yeah, it's, well, it's, it's summer. Off. It's 105 here. It's literally like mm. my skin is searing when I step outside. It's horrible. It's yeah. uh, so miserable. The cats will only go out at like midnight to like 3 a.m. It's awful. Um, and I hate it. So it's officially time. I literally was like in the Costco parking lot being like, I hate Arizona. Why do I live here? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I say this every year. I say this every year, every year. And like anytime I go to a place where I have to have a cart and it's full of stuff. And then I have to load it into my hot car. And I'm just like, I hate it here. And then with menopause, it's like, I hate it here even more. I'm hot all the time. I'm sweating yeah. in irregular places. It's not okay. <laughs> I, like I was watching this TikTok about a dermatologist who puts uh, salicylic acid wash, like acne wash mm-hmm. on her armpits. And it mm-hmm. actually helps mitigate smell because it takes away the bacteria. And I've been starting to do it. And I swear to God, it works. And I'm like, did I really just learn something from dermatology TikTok? It's great. I don't know. My daughter watches that. She loves yeah. it. Oh my God. I love it. So <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm experiencing so in some what different form, things. In what form are you accessing this salicylic acid just like it adds or like a liquid or just a liquid straight up dr zenovia has hormonal acne care which i have now have acne at the ripe age of 40 that i Mm -hmm. never had before i had beautiful skin Mm -hmm. and um i still think i have pretty good skin but it has become (laughs) so gross with menopause it is not okay and so I use Dr. Zenovia hormonal acne products and I love them so much. I cannot think, I cannot say enough amazing things about these products. Love them. Mwah, chef's kiss. Great products for <laughs> menopause. I love it. That's so fantastic. I use their, their acne wash mm-hmm. now in my armpits because that's what derm, um, dermatology TikTok told me about. Well, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter where you got the information. If it works, then we are all about spreading that helpful information. Mm. So in summary, I hate the summer and now everyone knows that I'm smelly. Did not need to open not that all the Pandora's time. box. I apologize, listeners. For You're welcome. Summer's box. horrible. <laughs> but I, yeah, did okay. to, um, I did go to a summer stolsis yoga uh, event. We got, we got gems. We got rocks. Really? Yeah. That's nice. So, yep. Seems so very generous of them. Certifiable hippie. She said that okay. the rocks were blessed, which I'm not sure I know what that means. But um, did, did you feel different after being in the presence of said rocks? Absolutely not. But okay. 
sometimes the placebo effect can be good. So I'm like, okay, I'll take this rock. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And then she made us dance. And then I realized how uncomfortable I am dancing in front of people. But because she said it's summer solstice that we had to like have a celebration Mm -hmm. and some uh, astrological cycles are more like setting new intentions for the year and like really changing who you're going to be based on the seasons. But summer solstice is just about celebrating the sun. And I'm like, I just want to do some yoga, man. It got I'm real intense that, real quick. I, and I'm like, I just want to go home. I can't believe like <laughs> I, I just was sitting at my computer all day and didn't even realize it was the first day of summer and I missed summer solstice and you were doing all these cool things. I feel even more left out. I just work and work and work. That's all I do. Do you want this a rock? <laughs> yeah. Would you plop one of those gem rock things in the mail to me and I can rub it and maybe mm-hmm. feel a little bit more in tune with the mm-hmm. uh, with the changing uh, moon Seasons? phases? Yep. Yeah. Honestly, if you lived here, we do all this weird stuff together. It would be oh, so we great. Would. We would love it. And then I would be smelly and it would be great. <laughs> I don't know if I don't. I don't know if that would rub off on you, but now I have the hiccups because I laugh so hard at that summer solstice dance party that I went to. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, actually, but a lot more fun than what I did, apparently, on summer solstice, which was um, nothing, as we just discussed. So I um, only went because I'm having the worst week and um, my credit card was stolen. What? Yeah. Stolen or you lost it? Did you, it did, was it was, stolen at the summer solstice yoga fest? No. It was lost and then someone found it and used it and oh. spent a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. So um, what is one good thing about having celiac disease is they make it really easy for you when you walk through with the bank on your charges to see what seems like somewhere you would eat at and where you wouldn't. <laughs> So where did this said stealing uh, credit card thief use your credit card that you would not have eaten that as a celiac? McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, so you have a charge at McDonald's, which seems like not like normal. And I'm like, it's not, that's not me. So it's stolen. (laughs) I'm like, right away. McDonald's stolen. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of money at QT, which I'm like, what are you buying at QT? So yeah. Like a C store. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Like a convenience yeah. store. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, gas? Okay. But like, are you getting cash back? Like, what are you doing yeah. on this Oof. card that you're spending so much money on it? So what sucks is that I am traveling a lot and that is my travel card. And I'm fine with using another one. I have multiple credit cards that do di- different things, but I'm just like, really? So this whole week has just been endless pings to my phone saying, yeah. hey, your HBO Max. Is this Max- you? <laughs> yeah. No, it's your HBO Max subscription um, isn't working anymore because your it's credit because card it's is It's because it's just called declined. Max now. <laughs> <laughs> your Max subscription <laughs> is over. It doesn't even seem like that's a real thing. I'm oh, just like, it so will always stupid. be I can't believe HBO that Max. that. So all of my um, like MailChimp, yeah, Tree, all the things for so my blog are just like, yeah. that's expired. Yep. Mm-hmm. All these things stopped because they're like, yep. well, you can't pay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, okay. So all week has just been like, oh, let me get my new credit card out. Let me tell mm-hmm. you my number because I'm still waiting for my new credit card to come. And I'm just yep. like, thanks a lot, whatever. And I think that I lost it in between 
Bath and Body. Not Bath and Body Works. Why do we keep saying that? Bed, Bath, Bed, and, Bath and Beyond. Oh, are they still open near you? Yes. So they're final clearance. So I went and I bought like a humidifier and like some other like OXO products that were on heavily discounted stuff. Yeah. They even have Dyson's still there. Oh, they're wow. They're 50% off. So Maybe I need to. By the way, this week Excuse is me, 60 I'm leaving to right 80% now. Get... off. <laughs> just saying 60 to 80% off. Out. I just wow. got the email. So in my shopping center. Can you still use their coupon? <laughs> No. <laughs> like the ones that they mailed to you. They make it very explicit. Oh, They're all like, right, fine. Darn it. Okay. In my shopping center is Bed Bath & Beyond. Next to it, oddly enough, Bath & Body Works. <laughs> oh. And then um, some weird shoe store and then a Michael's. So I had to go in between Bed Bath & Beyond to Michael's. And in between somewhere in there, I lost my card. And I'm sure it was just like fell out of my purse. I'm literally holding 1800 bags of shit. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, it probably got on the floor. And then some asshole picked it up and was like, let me go to QT and buy everything there. Yeah. Um, and, th- and first, then you get the munchies and McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> first, let's yeah. go to McDonald's. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been just really dumb. This has just been the really, the dumbest week ever. And so I went to this solstice, solstice party and celebrated being hot. For the rest of the year. Yeah. Until maybe September wow. or October. Remind me when I ask you, how are you? How's your week? <laughs> maybe to like dial that in that question a little bit more <laughs> because that was a lot. Are you sure? It's 11 minutes of me just being like, what is happening with my body yeah. and also my credit card? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. It's fair. That's that's what's really happening. So I appreciate you being honest and like sharing. Also, like they were in McDonald's for like ten dollars. Like, why wouldn't you buy everyone at McDonald's like one hundred fifty dollars worth of McDonald's? You know, I know. go bigger, go forward. Come on. <laughs> if you're gonna get gone. free, if you're gonna get free food, you might as well like pay for other people's meals. Like, sure. use some generosity while you're at it. Mm-mm-mm. What's wrong with thieves these days? They have you know no, what? No common decency. To be fair, I made it easy by probably dropping my card. Okay. But like, maybe don't spend it. I don't know. Maybe don't be a bad person. It's funny because when we were in France a couple weeks ago, we were constantly like trying to make sure that all of our cards and money and everything were just really, really close to the best, like, you know, in, mm-hmm. in your purse, like right here the whole time or whatever, because the pickpocketing thing over there is so intense. And, um, we met this other couple, uh, on the plane on the way back and they had just gotten back from Italy. And she said that she had a fanny pack and she had it slung over her shoulder. So it was like right here in between yeah. her breasts. And she said on the train, she was pickpocketed. How is that even possible? They are that good. That's amazing. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you really did make it easy for your, your I really did. thief in the bed, bath and beyond parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have to get, they have to actually have talent over in Europe. Yeah, no, this, we just <laughs> hand it to them. Anyway, right. I'm stupid.
Uh, Jules, can you tell me about Paris? Because I feel like it's been so many weeks, but like you still really haven't talked about all the magic that you, you know, know. went through over there. Well, you know, it's funny. Or your Italian food. I know. It's so funny. I I did all this research before I left and I like I was looking at all these people's posts and all these blogs and like, you know, because I last year I went to um London and I I did this huge post all about like finding gluten-free food in London and also at Heathrow Airport and um, you know, put all this information up and and it was it was really I think it was a really in instructive exercise for me because there wasn't a lot of information out there about mm-hmm. you know, how to do it or whatever. It wasn't really, it was scattered. Let's just put it that way. Um, but so for Paris, it was interesting because everyone, when you, when you read about it, everyone is saying, and even right now people are there and people had mm-hmm. been just coming back recently and universally everyone's like, it's hard to eat gluten-free in Paris. Mm-hmm. You can find patisserie, you can find, you know, like um, sweet stuff, but you can't find real food in Paris. And so that's what the mentality was that I went into it with. And I was like, I came out of it going, what are these people talking about? Like I hmm. found plenty of, of real gluten-free food in Paris. And so um, I think it was, it's become even more important for me to put together the posts that I'm putting together right now. That's going up right now um, today about finding gluten-free food in Paris, because it seems like the conventional wisdom is that you can only go to Paris and buy, you know, croissant and (laughs) and a baguette and like live off of it because there's no place to eat in a gluten-free restaurant. And there are loads of gluten-free restaurants, hundred percent gluten-free restaurants. And then a bunch of other restaurants that offer gluten-free food Mm -hmm. on the menu. And then I ate at several restaurants that didn't technically offer gluten-free food on the menu, but I had no problems finding gluten-free food there. Um, and, you know, communicating with, with the, um, with folks about how to get a safe gluten-free meal. So I'm a little bit mystified as to why that that is such the mm-hmm. conventional wisdom mm-hmm. about that. So anyway, but a few key takeaways, the, the, the gluten-free food in Paris, almost all Italian. Don't understand yeah. why, but like all of these okay. places are Italian. Okay. It's so, so funny. My dad just went to Paris. I yeah, think he yeah, was literally me. there the same time that you were there. I saw and him. And <laughs> the guy that looks just like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he, I'm like, why is Jules only finding Italian food? Like that was, and he's like, well, you have to realize like where Paris is so close to Italy and the mm-hmm. migration of people that come in and like, it's just like, that's just how it is there. And yeah. he just went to like Toulouse and a couple of other like little random cities and showed me everything there. But um, yeah, he was talking about how, how he's like, that makes sense. And I'm like, it just is so wild to me that it's like, yeah. enjoy your Parisian experience. <laughs> also, yeah. here is some Italian food. Italy North. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was very interesting. I mean, I had amazing homemade gluten-free pasta gnocchi like it was it was really really good italian food in paris and i'm aiming mean, you know gluten-free pizza everywhere i mean there was there was a ton of gluten-free uh options but most of them were of the italian uh bent now so not all of them you, not all of them but 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 most of them mm-hmm. how did you do dairy free then because so, that always worries me about italian food is because mm-hmm. it's so cheese focused 
Yeah, no, that and that's a really good Fromage. point. There were there was so much awareness I found uh, um, in that, and it seemed like a lot of the restaurants that were doing the gluten free also were like, "Hey, while we're at it, let's be organic. Let's have some vegan options. Let's do." There's mm. a lot of a lot of restaurants have lactose free on their menus. Mm. Like we don't see lactose free around here, like as a menu option. It's either vegan or sometimes you'll see dairy free or you'll see lactose free. And so you'd see that on some of the menus, be lactose free or vegan or, you know, normal. Um, it wasn't, you know, universal, but like my favorite, favorite meal of the entire trip was, um, a, a black truffle potato gnocchi dish that I had that was dairy free. It was so good. So good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and that was dairy free. So, you know, you just have to look and ask and whatever. I did not end up having time to hit the ones that had pizza. Right. But there, there was, and I'm writing about one of them that uh, had vegan cheese offerings for their pizza. And they use BioLife cheese. Isn't that Love. funny? I know, but like, it's, I mean, it's they over are there, from, right? yeah, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how many days were you there? So we were in Versailles, like Versailles for two nights and in Paris for three. So okay. we weren't, we weren't like there an exceptionally long period of time. And the, the angle that I'm taking with my article too, is that I don't want people to say, okay, well, I have to hit all these places that Jules mm-hmm. is writing about. Because then you're structuring your trip around that. I think maybe you pick like one or two places. You're like, I have to go to these places. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it, you know, honestly, what what I ended up doing was, and this is what I would recommend for people to do as well, is to wherever you happen to be that day, because we didn't have any problems getting in any place. We didn't need like a lot of advanced reservations. But wherever you happen to be that day, using Google Maps and use that as your search engine because I tried it many, many different ways. I tried Google, I tried Siri, I tried the Apple maps feature or whatever. And Google maps by far was absolutely the best way to do it. And you just do gluten-free near me on Google mm-hmm. maps. And it comes up with like a zillion different places near you. And they each have like a little review next to them mm-hmm. and you can click on it and it gives you all the information and yeah. you see exactly how far away it is. And then you can also click, you know, we, we mostly were walking. So how far is it for me to walk to this place versus you know, take a taxi or whatever. And then it's not dictating your trip. You're not like in Paris and you're like, Oh dang, we miss seeing the Louvre because I was, you know, on the other side of town. Cause that's the only place I could find gluten-free food. You're in Paris, you're there to see like this, 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 and this, you know, and then you find your food around that. And that's the way we structured our trip. And I think that that's really the best way to do it. Did you go to the Louvre? Of course we went to the Louvre. My dad walked by the Louvre and said, not for me. And I go, how (laughs) dare you? Yeah. How dare you? I am offended. No, and I've been to the Louvre before. It's one of my favorite places. (laughs) I am offended. Um, I've been to the Louvre before it's one of my favorite places on earth. Like it sounds so um, cliche. Like, of course you like the Louvre because you're supposed to like the Louvre, but like it, I saw parts of the Louvre this trip that I have never seen before. You could spend the week in the Louvre yeah. like, and still not see everything. So there's something for everyone in the Louvre. And I think your dad would have found something there that he liked. There was there. It was, it was awesome. And, and I was so excited because this was a trip where we took um, 
my daughter for um, graduation. She had never been overseas and certainly never been to Paris. And she's not a museum lover, not doesn't fancy herself like some art lover either. And uh, we went to Musée d'Orsay and we went to the Louvre and she discovered she really loves Monet. And she discovered that she actually really loved the Louvre. And then there are two different places, but she was like, I, I actually really liked that museum. Like I could have spent more time in the Louvre. She really loved it. And so that was a big win for me. Like, I just thought this is fantastic. She finally found a museum that she loved Mm -hmm. instead of having this, like, you know, I don't like museums. I don't like, you know, I don't like the history and all that. She finally found some place that she loved. I I love museums. I do too. I don't like particularly art museums. I'll go, but I'm not like, oh. I love art museums. Matt loves art museums. Yeah. I love weird museums. Give me a weird museum any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Well, yeah. you got to come to Baltimore. We have some weird museums here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. like aquariums, which I've been to. We aquarium. also have the best aquarium in Baltimore. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty it's great. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I back Yeah. That. But so I think, um, you know, I've obviously went to some dedicated gluten-free bakeries, which so were how very fun. But You're a baker. Yeah. Was there anything Don't that like this question. blew your mind? Of course there wasn't. Because you can no. do it all better yourself. Right? I mean. I, I hate that question because like if there's so much, there's so much joy in being able to walk into someplace that's a hundred percent gluten-free and to just be able of to course. buy something that someone else yes. made. So, However, I have been to so many disgusting gluten-free bakeries yeah. over the years that sometimes yeah. I'm not excited yeah, just because it's gluten-free. I know. So, no, there, but I tasted good, some though. things that it's were good. okay and some things that were not as good. Um, I wish that I had had time to get more things and to mm-hmm. try more things because, um, you know, it just it would have been so much fun to just taste my way through every single thing that was offered. Yeah. Um, we went to Copa, um, which is a really neat little dedicated gluten-free bakery. And they had a ton of stuff that I couldn't eat because it all had dairy in it. So I was limited in the things yeah. that I could try. And so other people in our group did try a couple things from there, um, from the, the things that had dairy in it. And the ones that I tried were, um, were good and they were, they were fun to be able to eat. Um, that's pretty much all we ate that first morning when we were there at the Louvre. We like finally we were exhausted. We just sat down on the floor of the Louvre and like we're pulling apart pastries and eating them, which was nice. But um, then the people there could not have been nicer. The employees at Copain, they were like they gave me like this tour of everything that they offered, and they were so sweet. And it's a beautiful little bakery, and um, and everything looked beautiful. Um, but it was not something that like you would keep it and eat it the next day, you know, which is very, Mm -hmm. that's very much the way that, that Europe and fresh pastries and fresh bread are supposed to go on every day. Right. right, Get it every morning. Get your fresh bag out every day. And here in America, like freeze things, freeze things and thaw them and put them in the microwave. Right. And then ruin this structure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If microwaving anything does that. But um, yeah, and, and here in America, people are like, well, why won't my bread you know, stay fresh for you know, days and days and days? I'm like, it's not supposed to. It doesn't have yeah. preservatives in it. Um, but, you know, that's just not our mentality here. But so I was only able to get, you know, enough for that one day. There And there's, you know, there are gluten-free crepes in, in various places. I didn't love them because 
universally they're all made with buckwheat. I I love crepes, but I don't like I don't like them like when they're made with 100% buckwheat because they taste like buckwheat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And buckwheat to me is a blending flour. It's not a yeah, not one hundred percent. No, Mm-mm. but hey, you know what? I'm in I'm in Paris. I'm going to eat a gluten free cream. I don't care whether yeah. it's made with buckwheat or not. Um, so you know, there's it was it was fun to just be able to taste things like that. And I was trying not to be too judgy, but like you know, just enjoy it, enjoy enjoy what you're there for. But again, you know, unless your trip is. I'm going to Paris to eat gluten-free food. I don't think that's what most people do. They're in Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. They're in Paris to go to the Louvre, whatever. And then they need to be able to eat around that experience. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to do that. There are a ton of options and, um, you know, several dedicated gluten-free restaurants, depending on where you are, um, dedicated gluten-free bakeries, you still have to ask all the questions, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they're not dedicated gluten-free. And of course, if you have other dietary restrictions, I'm not going to lie. There were a couple times when my lunch was macaron, <laughs> like this, yep. you know, the, the meringue cookies that mm-hmm. um, are made with almond flour and egg whites, because I, the, there are places um, almost on every street where you can buy the, those and they're gluten-free and, I didn't want it to hold me up. Like I was with a group of people. I didn't want to have to like be dictating, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to have to go here and there or whatever to go find something else to eat. So um, I just had, you know, some cookies as my lunch, which was fine because that's not what I was there for. You know, I was just like, I'm going to so grab this and move on. So between your time in London and France, mm-hmm. what did you prefer food wise? Oh, sorry. Well, I'm not talking about like, is sure. the Arc de Triomphe better than Big Ben? You know, like <laughs> yeah, um, that's a tough one because um, the trip was so different. I mean, when I was in London, it was just with a girlfriend of mine, and so we were. I was much less restricted in terms of um, like we could go to we we could plan for um, gluten-free meals a little bit more than we could with like having younger girls with us, like who, you know, didn't want to do and, um, you know, weren't as flexible, I guess, as just having like one other girlfriend with you. You got a group of four people and you have to make everyone happy. It's a little bit different than just one other person. Who did you go with? I thought you just went with the two girls. Um, And, and my, my girlfriend. And it was oh, her okay. daughter and and oh, okay. my daughter. Yeah. So there was and, another adult with you at least. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. I for some reason thought you took the two girls by yourself and like that's Oh a lot. no. Mm-mm. No, that would not have been um something that I would have chosen to do. But um no, but I mean I don't know. I mean there's there's plenty, both both places, but I'd say I ate better in London um just because I planned it all out in advance mm-hmm. and then just sort of stuck with that. And we had less, um, we had fewer things that we were trying to dart from one thing to another. I mean, there was so much to see in Paris, not that there's not as much to see in London, but we, we didn't structure our trip as tightly as we did in Paris. And there just mm-hmm. wasn't as, as much time in Paris to fit in restaurants and things. 
can hear my cat. I hear um, her eating that. Yeah, she's trying to eat my, my – yeah, she is. She's going to town. But there's no bread in my office today for her to eat, so she's got to eat my um, my headphone cord. But um, – so I just – I think that was the difference is that, you know, we were not as heavily structured in London as we were in Paris, and there's just no time. We were, like, darting from one thing to another to another to another. Um, and so there just wasn't as much time to, you know – to very off the path yeah. to, to do anything. So. Tell me about the language barriers, because I know that people go to London because they feel like it's going to be easier because mm-hmm. everyone speaks some variety of English. Mm-hmm. Um, now for Paris, I've heard both. I've heard that they hate Americans and that they hate tourists and they're just like, oh, American tourists, blah, blah. And then I hear from people who are just like, no, it's amazing. Everybody speaks English. It's absolutely no problem. Like they love tourists. It's great. What is it? It depends. Um, I think if, if you're able to try to speak French, then most people really appreciate that. And then they'll cut you slack and they'll be like, okay, you're giving it an effort. And so then I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. If you, if you don't try, and you're like, I'm American. <laughs> like, then they're not so ha- happy to help you. Um, and, you know, and that's a little bit embarrassing to be that that person anyway. <laughs> like, don't be that person. Like, just, you're in someone else's country. Like, you know, try. So are you give like, it, give it parlay, are you like parlez-vous anglais? Are you like, <laughs> bonjour, comment allez-vous? Uh, my name is well, Susan. I say everything in French. Maison cash. <laughs> Maison cash. Um, well, I mean, okay. It's, it's, it's also, it's hard for me to say that too, because I do speak some French. So I was sh- certainly giving it the old college try. Um, but there were a lot of people in, in Paris speak some English and certainly in the restaurants. But if you just throw out enough words like you know i can't eat gluten in in french then you're fine like and like I'm tell putting, me I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna role play bonjour <laughs> what do you want me to do Seriously, i want you to like, say uh bon- bonjour do you have anything that's gluten-free or like say something that's like what about gluten-free do something say something exciting well okay so one of the things that i'm doing in my article at and and i i have a, a cook card listing that I'm going to link to for people because I think it's really helpful. Um, I have, I can't remember how many languages, but I have like what you would need to say um, to people in Chinese and in French and in Spanish. um, And you can just download this card and take it with you, even if you don't speak those languages, but um, you can Google, ouch, Google translate is um, super, super, super helpful for people. um, You know, who don't speak the language because the, the hardest thing about French is the accent because you can read whatever Google translate says, but like trying to, to pronounce it properly is, I know. is really the difficult I'm on a podcast thing. with you. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I said to people was je ne peux pas manger de gluten. And I mean, Do gluten. you have je no, pas je me That's in je me is my name, right? <laughs> je ne peux. And je, me, je, ne peux, uh, je ne peux pas manger de gluten. I don't eat je gluten. Je ne peux pas right. manger de gluten. I can't eat gluten. I can't eat gluten. Right? I can't eat gluten. I can't eat gluten, right? And then you do this and you're like, 
No. And then like, you're like, my tummy hurts. Well, and then you want to, you really want to drive home the point and you'd be like, j'ai la maladie celiac. Like, I have and then. The malady of celiac disease. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, oh, celiac. And then they know, like, you're like, don't mess around, right? Is there, do you have a translation for don't mess around? Because I feel like that would also. <laughs> no, no, this is my translation. I would go. Like, yeah, and then and then they usually would, would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you, you know? Um, and, and then you would look at the menu and be like, sans gluten? You know, like not, no gluten, yeah. like on yeah. the menu? You know, you just sort of do that kind of thing. And, and What's people dairy? Are like, oh. Sans fromage? Uh, no, that's cheese. cheese. Lay is milk. Um, fromage is cheese. Ow. God, my cat. She just, this is the cat that does the love bites. Yeah, the love but she bites. breaks skin. She's like really. Loves she loves me. you a lot. Je ne pas. Je ne Je ne pas. Pas. Okay, here's an easier one. Je dois manger. Je dois mm. perfume. Manger sans sans gluten. Manger sans gluten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. You're all over it. Food just free say, from gluten. Just, just say, I'm American. I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to tell people just who don't speak it. Well, like, I just know to what sans say gluten you, is. That's all you have to do is just say sans gluten and point and to the menu. Sans, sans lait. Lait yeah. e fromage. E? E, e is not. E no. and? A, A, A is A. and. Lait yeah. et fromage. <laughs> Oui. Sans yes. le et fromage. Et, yes. Question mark? <laughs> yeah. And then you just do the universal. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was it's, it's pretty easy like to, con- to with body language. You know what I mean? And then they feel sorry for you and they're like, "Oh, sure, got it." <laughs> but I mean, no, seriously, I found so many menus that had the demarcation on there, you know, the universal wheat stock with an yeah. x through it and all that. I mean, and that's we all know what that means. And then a lot of the menus would just say sans gluten on it. And, you know, if you know what those words mean, you're looking for it, you can see that. And then if you just impress upon them, you know, celiac, you don't even have to say the rest of it. Just say celiac. People understand celiac. Um, And I didn't find any problem at all with with doing that. And um, and I I ate some great meals. I had um, gluten free pasta multiple times. And and then in other places that didn't have anything on the menu that was necessarily gluten free. I had like salad niçoise. I had another, um, another place. What is niçoise by the way? Is well, that tuna? It's, it's from, you know, it's from, it's a salad that was, um, made famous from in, in Nice, Nice, the town of Nice. Yes. yes. France. Does that have tuna in it or is it an It egg? does have tuna in it. It has and egg, an egg and tuna and potatoes and, and olives. And green beans. And green beans. Yes. Okay. It's a very filling salad. Um, it really is. I don't yeah. particularly enjoy it, but yeah. it's yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's different options that you can get. And then if you just say to the, to the you know, waiter that you're just like, you know, Sans gluten, you know, like if the person's like, uh, I don't understand what you're saying, you know, and then they go, oh, got you, you know, so then they're not going to put anything else on top of it. So are they like, 
well-versed enough to be like, if I need pasta and I have celiac, that they know that they can't cook it in the same water because that's like, how do you yeah. talk yeah, about well, that? The, the one time that I, the, the first time that I had gluten-free pasta, I was going to order a salad because this was the very first night we were there. We were in Versailles and I was just like talking to the woman there and she didn't speak any any English at all. And I was like, basically just going over the menu. I was like, so pretty much the only thing I can order here is a salad. She was like, yes. And then the next guy came over and I guess he was maybe some kind of a manager or whatever. He's like, no, 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 we have gluten-free pasta. I'm like, "Mm, do you though? Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I have celiac. (laughs) He goes, Oh no, 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 I got you. And and I said, um, uh, you know, something about it being in separate water. And he says, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally separate, totally separate. Like, and he, and it wasn't even on the menu. And, and the, the moral of the story is just make grand gestures. Yes. Like this, yes. Is like, please don't kill me. And this is like, not the same water. Exactly. And then what this is one the for mare? sure. No mare, no, no mare. No ocean. No ocean. No ocean. No ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then no one wants to get you sick, but like, you know, you just sort of impress upon them that. And, um, I didn't have any problems, but you know, it's, it's obviously up to you and your comfort level and whether you want to plan in advance or whatever, but usually someone at the, at each restaurant spoke some amount of English and between their broken English and our broken French or whatever, you can usually figure it out. So, um, all right, so I I know um, I took seven years of Spanish, which mm-hmm. is a romance language. So you could probably understand the French. Can I well. get by with mm-hmm. enough shoulder shrugs? Yes, and this yes. and the limited because sans it was, gluten. Uh, lay, yeah, because, uh, because it's more about um, you know I think anyone who's taken romance languages they all are very similar sounding and they have root words that are very, very similar. So you could probably have a pretty decent comprehension. And certainly if you were looking at a menu, it's much easier to understand a lot of the words. Like you could pick out some key words on, on the I menu. I did feel pretty good with my dad showing me the menus on some of his places. Of course he didn't like have gluten-free food. So he didn't show me any of the gluten-free menus, but he's like, found this hamburger place by my hotel and it was amazing. And he showed me the like handwritten menu and I'm like, Oh, I could probably guess like the majority of these based on Mm -hmm. the romance language that I took for seven years that I still don't remember. Um, But yeah. And then the rest of it, you just use Google translate. You're like, I don't understand this. And then you use emojis. Like you use your, your same knowledge that you use in the United States. Like I'm not going to order the French fries or the frites. Because they're probably done in, in, in a fryer that has other stuff, right? Because you look at their menu and you see that they have other stuff that's fried. So I'm just not ordering that. It's the same thing you would do in the United yeah. States. Um, so you don't like check your common sense at the door. But their level of knowledge of celiac disease is much higher as in your every European country is than the US. Yeah. It's nobody batted an eye. They like everyone knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, and there were several dedicated gluten-free restaurants mm-hmm. that I found just in any arrondissement that I happened to be in. I was like, oh, the problem that I had was that their hours were so weird. Mm-hmm. You know, because we would be, we would have, because like I said, we had these scheduled 
things we had to do every single day. So we had this tour, we had that ticket, we had this and this and this. So fitting in these restaurants that I found all over the place that happened to be open at those times was the difficult part for me. And if, if we hadn't been so heavily scheduled, like if it had just been my girlfriend and me, we wouldn't have like needed to, you know, go to the Dior museum or whatever. Um, then I know, <laughs> then we, you know, we would have been able to get to that gluten-free pizza restaurant or whatever. Um, but by the time we were done with the Dior museum, we didn't have time to walk there because they closed at two. They have really odd hours. And so that was the, that was the thing that, you know, people need to definitely make sure that they're um, aware of. A lot of these places are open seven days a week, but they're not necessarily open at the hours that you might be wanting to go there. Interesting. Did you get a chance to go see any farmer's markets while you were there? Um, Like street markets? Street markets for clothing and things, but not for food. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I would like to point out is if anyone's traveling in August, I have heard from several people, um, several of my readers who have said that they have had trouble in France in August because so many places closed down for holiday. What's, um, oh, like just like their normal vacation time? Mm-hmm. Everyone takes a vacation in August? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. And I would see signs up in different places. Like I saw one restaurant that said, you know, that they don't take um, vacation. So it's like, it's the odd kind of holiday, non-holiday restaurant that's open Europeans, in August. man. Yeah. Hey, quality of life. It's yeah. Way to go. Good for you. I'm so happy that you get to take holiday for the month of August. I wish I got to take holiday for the month of August, but you can, we'd all just be um, unemployed and poor. Like sure, we could also true. take, we could yeah, have every day so. off if we wanted to. I, we just I suppose need to that's afford true. things. Yeah. Anyway, so just keep that in mind that, you know, they're not necessarily um, living the same life same that schedule. we're living in, ter- yeah. in terms of scheduling. Yeah. They yeah. T- sort of take the siesta in the afternoon and they take that whole August month of August. <laughs> yeah. And some of the restaurants close you know, a bit earlier than you might have, um, might anticipate as well. So just make sure you've checked the hours before you yeah. start counting on. And everyone has a website. Like yeah. they all have uh, the no. internet. They, they all do have Instagram. not all no. have websites. No, they don't. But what they do have is they have things like the fork or other things like that, that you can um, check out to do reservations or, um, you know, find ways to contact the re- the restaurant. But a lot of them don't have um, websites. But I'm linking to all the ones that I'm recommending in my post with either their Instagram or another way of contacting the restaurant. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's very interesting that they don't all have websites, but maybe that's a European thing too. Who knows, I know. man? That's wild. I don't know. So other than this, do you have any other trips happening internationally soon? No, I do not. Now, okay. my, next, um, my next trip is to... Ogden, Utah, to uh, go to the My Gluten Free World Expo in October. Well, I guess I I'm going to I'm going to Expo East in September in Philly. So, looks like we have the same fall schedule, Jules. Yay. I'm also going to Fency in Denver. It's happening oh, cool. right after uh, My Gluten Free World Expo. So just hop right on over from Salt Lake to Denver. So. Very nice. Very nice. Well, what an exciting episode that we had today talking all about Paris. Um, Obviously, we can talk your ear off and we'll save that for another episode. But thank you so much for joining us today on You Had Me at Eat. And remember, bonjour, comment, allez-vous. Je (laughs) m'appelle 
Erica sans gluten et fromage et lait. <laughs> Merci. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Uh, adios. How about that? Sh- shoulder shrug emoji. <laughs> there you go. I'm no trying mare. to speak your language now. No mare. No mare. No mare. No mare. Uh, this is just a jumble of random words that Eric is throwing out now. No. Hey, kids. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> Take seven years of language in college and have absolutely no effect on your life whatsoever because you still have no idea what's going on most yeah. of the time in a foreign country. Sounds about great. Right. If yeah. you take seven years of language in the United States, that's accurate. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone spoke to me in the other day. I'm all, no say. No say. No say. I don't know. No say. I was like, uh, CSE? I don't know. How much language do you speak? Uh, I don't know. No say. Don't know. <laughs> And no put them up where I can't take anymore, which is the only thing that I actually say on a regular basis because I, I, I cannot take anymore on a regular basis. I'm like, no put them up, no put them up, no put them up. As long as you have a catchphrase like that in another language. <laughs> no put them up. No say. No mer. That's perfect. I love it. I love it. All right. It, it works. We'll that see you in another episode. Have a happy trip. If you're going to Paris, good luck. <laughs> Happy 4th of July, everyone. Oh, I forgot. It's our nation's independence day. Sorry, we're talking about France so much. No, 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 no. We'll talk to you before 4th of July. See you before that, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. We think we will. We think we will. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You had me at eat.